All right, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 22 of Hit the Books, our conference championship special this weekend. We're going to dive into the NFC and AFC championship, obviously in the heart of the NFL playoffs, college basketball, NBA, NHL, everything's in full swing right now. Great time of year coming up. Uh, once we get into the tournament, my favorite time of year, March, is right around the corner. But uh, before we get that, we have a couple more weeks of football. Don't want to look too far ahead as I do love conference championship weekend and Super Bowl. Uh, no Jesse this week. It is just me, Ace, and Mackie. Uh, Mackie, I'll hand things off over to you. How are things going this week? Yeah, not too bad. Another good week of football in the divisional round. We saw some uh, the, that uh, Bills-Chiefs uh, game was definitely probably the best one of the weekend, but we, we saw some good games for sure. College basketball in full swing hit a two-unit play last night, first of the year, I think. Um, just keeps getting better up, 25 units in that. So um, we're just going to keep mowing along in that. We have three plays tonight. Other than that, not much going on. Ace, what you got going on? Yeah, like you said, Mac, you guys have been cooking it up on the college basketball card. I know we'll get to that a bit later. But uh, blindly tailing and cashing, so that's always nice. Um, NHL's been hot, ready for that. NBA's rolling, too. Hopefully we get you some more plays in that this coming week. I had a great week on the card in the playoffs last week. I think I lost one or two, um, maybe six and two. That sounds about right. But a great week nonetheless. And got two great matchups heading into the conference championship. So I'm ready to dive into it. Absolutely. Yeah, great, great slate. I think uh, all throughout the NFL, I thought that those were some great games compared to the wild card round where we saw a couple of blowouts. Uh, we definitely got some good nail biters this past weekend, I think. Yeah, I've yet to hit a playoff bet, so... Um, the it's, real fade it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's hundred percent. I think I went own. Oh, well, I went own three this week. I think I went own. I think I went own five last week. I'm hundred percent sure. I only but, yeah, I'm so yet to hit, and I'm. So yeah, you guys should just fade everything I do. It, it, it's a good fit. It's a good system. It would hit, and it's not even what like I'm taking like about? random shit. I'm taking like like spreads. Like I took Bills spread. I took Bucks spread. I took and Cowboys first Dustin. half spread. It was yeah, Gus to Mackie score last on the week, wrong side of it. right? Yeah, I had Gus to score, didn't get in. Just not yeah, not a good uh, not a good year for me. Not a good... <laughs> saying, I was firing, dude. I was firing this past weekend in the divisional round. I think I the, the bets I missed were close too. I mean, damn. I, which two I did I you? Went, which uh, two did you miss? They were on Saturday. Um, oh, Gus Ray, was like the end zone. and I off carded yeah. likely in Lamar. I was like, all right, I'm going to take one of three. Gus is the safest and he's the only one that doesn't get in. So I carded that. And yeah. There was one in the other game. I think it might've been, no, it was in the Ravens game as well. It was the same thing. You went one and two in that Ravens game. You started out the weekend yeah. one and two, and then you just didn't lose a bet the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Sunday. And even, I wish I carded San Francisco. I, I had that. I texted in the chat, San Francisco CMC to get in the end zone. Minus 157. Thought it was too steep. I should have played it because it doesn't block but uh, yeah that, that is just crazy uh, steep, get, get us into these divisional get round recaps because uh there's a couple of nail biters yeah we'll just jump we'll jump right into the nfl last weekend like we said divisional round uh we started things off saturday in the four o'clock game where we saw the ravens take down the texans ravens move on to the afc championship uh ravens win that game 34 to 10 it was a 10 10 game after a texans punt return by uh former steeler C uh steven sims runs it back makes it a 10 10 game at halftime uh, Ravens didn't look back from there on. Lamar got the first, uh, got the second half scoring going with a uh, rushing touchdown. Got another one later on in the half. Uh, Lamar looks absolutely unbeatable right now, especially at home. This is a hell of a game coming up this weekend. But uh, I didn't have a play on this one or this Saturday afternoon game. But uh, would you guys have on this one? Ravens spread, obviously Ravens cover uh, the under. I think lost. I think it was forty three and a half. I think Jesse had the under on this one, lost by the half point. 
Um, so the over and the Ravens ends up hitting CJ Stroud, a hell of a rookie season comes to an end. Uh, what do we, what do we think about this matchup? Yeah. I mean, you know, what actually showed to me was the rust that the Ravens had in the first half, having like two to three weeks off because they were already clinched in that one seed. But that defense is stellar. They only gave up three points. I know that the, the Texans missed a clutch field goal that would have put them up 13-10 at the half and maybe change the narrative of the game. But I think that's where the game flipped. But that Ravens defense held a great offense down throughout. I think he held Straub below 200 passing yards. They couldn't get anything going. That's a high-flying group, those Houston Texans. What a year they had. I know they're missing Tank Dell, but able to hold them to three points offensively is crazy. And I know that home field, M&T Bank Stadium behind them, really helping out that defense. But then, like you said, Lamar did his thing in the second half. Didn't even need much help. Kind of did it all on his own. Um, I'm expecting he's going to need a lot more help this weekend, but he's going to keep doing his thing. Maybe this is a Lamar dynasty game incoming, but that defense went as expected. Should have carded their spread, but it was pretty high. Um, But Mackie, what do you think about this Ravens team coming off of a big win? Yeah, I mean, they're just more impressive uh, each week. That was a huge defensive performance. Like you said, they didn't only give up three points. It's a punt return. They uh, scored the touchdown on, but I mean, CJ Stroud, most yards per game um, out of any quarterback this year, and the Ravens defense had no problem with him. I said it before the before the week. I said uh, going into M&T in that environment is way different than being home in your dome and uh, being comfortable. He was definitely not comfortable at any point in that game. Um, Ravens defense kind of tore him up, and that was just a story of the game. Uh, Lamar did what he needed to do on the other end. Obviously, two rushing touchdowns, uh, first downs whenever he needed them, just extending drives. He played... Um, basically how, he, how he's been playing all season. But this Ravens team, I mean, they're just looking better and better each week. Showing he's the yeah. MVP for no reason. Imagine they get Mark Andrews back for this for this AFC championship because I know he's close yeah, to I was going to bring week. that up. I, like, I mean, I, I, I like Andrews, but like, dude, I wouldn't want to mess likely. with this flow they have going with Likely. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's no, but imagine you have Likely role. and Andrews, though. You have both of them on the field at the same time. No, Charlie Kolaris saw like four passes last week. Imagine if that's Mark Andrews, the production you get. Yeah. No, I know. I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to see those touches taken away from Likely. No, I you don't want to change any Likely involved right in the offense. You don't want to cha- change any scheme. But likely right stepped right into the Andrews role. And like, yeah, he's, he's performed well in it. And it gives you a solid number two option because they've run two tight ends a lot. But Andrews in that productive spot and then Likely in that second spot, they're both going to get targets still. It's just another dynamic piece and then dalvin cook the newcomer even looked good on his first carry in, in purple and black i just i think my thing with the the andrews absence and how the the ravens have continued their dominance no uh like discredit to him and what he's done throughout his career i think it just shows how dominant a tight end is in a pass he- or in a run heavy offense really i mean i i think most of these tight ends in the nfl could step into the ravens and be a top five tight end i'm not even but he was argued as the best tight end coming into the year he's right around kelsey Kittle, Hawkinson, but coming into the year, he was maybe number two on our list when we ranked tight ends. But like I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? They didn't even step back. Like yeah. they didn't even take. Yeah, a step like back anybody could hurt. do it. But imagine yeah. what he does with that yak. You know, I know because he's, he's blocking so he's blocking so often in that run heavy offense. They're not really looking for him as a receiver. And exactly, yeah, that's what I mean. Like if you get the right out, tight end to fit that role, it's it's a perfect scheme for a tight end to just. And I think uh, that's when Lamar's at his best too. Is those midfield throws, ten to fifteen yards from the line of scrimmage on the run, and a sure-handed tight end on the sidelines every time. Exactly. Yep. I mean, whatever they're doing over there, they shouldn't change up the thing. But uh, obviously, adding a guy like Mark Andrews, you're not going to defer that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. But uh, th- 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 that was a good game. Good season to the Texans. Shout out to you for getting there. C.J. Stroud's going to have a bright career in this league. Um, 
But let's get into the uh, the night game, Huff, because I know Stroud and Love had identical stats back-to-back weeks, which is kind of crazy for the two young. Yeah, and then, like you said, the night game, we had the uh, the NFC matchup on Saturday. We had the Green Bay Packers heading out to San Fran. Uh, another nine-and-a-half-point spread in this one. Packers end up covering, uh, losing the game 24-21. to Packers were in it most of the game. Uh, it was a very close game throughout. Purdy struggled with the weather. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this weekend. Uh, obviously, no, Debo Samuel gets a, sh- I believe it's a shoulder injury. I think that's what he's questionable with this week. They said it's 50 50 or whether or not he's going to go. Um, you got to think he's, a, he's, you know what I mean, thinking about playing in this game, but we'll have to see how he feels uh, closer to Sunday. Raven or 49ers and Lions are the night game this week. So, uh, gets that little bit extra rest leading up till Sunday night. But, uh, 49ers, they just kind of, like you said, the better team won this game. They came out on top. Uh, they, when they needed a touchdown and they needed points to win the game. They used what they what they brought in last season or to whenever it was at this point. They just kind of fed McCaffrey, kept the ball out of Purdy's hands, couldn't let him make a mistake, and just give it the ball to your best player. Uh, McCaffrey leads him down the field, gets the game winning touchdown. Um, from there on out, obviously the Packers just they uh, I think love threw a pick after they got the ball back, but uh, Packers cover they look good. I definitely think Packers fans have something to look forward to in the coming years, especially with Jordan Love under center. The kid is an absolute stud. Um, but what'd you guys think about this one? I didn't have anything on this game. I was leaning towards the Niners to kind of blow them out and the cover the nine and a half point spread, but obviously I didn't have any plays on this one. So I'll hand things back off over to you guys. Yeah. A few things about this game. One thing is that Niners didn't look that good, but even when they didn't look that good, Christian, here comes Christian McCaffrey for two touchdowns to save the day. Um, definitely not the best performance by that, by that, uh, San Francisco team all around. The defense didn't look that good. The de- uh, Jordan Love was kind of doing his thing on the offensive side. Um, Brock Purdy wasn't getting much going. I know it was raining. Uh, balls were slipping out of his hands and everything. But the, C- the San Francisco team showed they, they, they have weaknesses, and this team can be beaten. And I know that Packers team was, an, was a seven seed, but they were also a very good seven seed. They were rising the, as the entire season was going on. But even so, Brock Purdy, in that last drive, they were down three points, I think. Would they lose by four? They lost by three. So they were down four. So they needed a touchdown. That was a a hell of a drive by Brock Purdy. Smart throws. He has the worst QBR in the league playing from behind, and he was able to play from behind there in the divisional game, in the biggest game of his career since he got injured last year. To date, um, he was able to to lead a game-winning drive and uh, make some smart throws, no mistakes at all. Then it obviously capped off with Christian McCaffrey. But um, I think it says a lot about this Niners team and having a quarterback that's able to do that. Yeah, as I soon mean, as you, you, as soon as the Packers missed that kick, you knew the 49ers were going to win that game. Yeah, I was really hoping they weren't going to. So like, I was trying to tell myself that they weren't going to win it. But like, yeah, I mean, I was rooting for the pa- like obviously I was rooting for the Packers in that game. I just said I just like seeing San Francisco lose. I was rooting for uh, obviously the upset. I I like the story with Jordan Love, the seventh seed to come into San Fran and knock them off would have been a cool story. Um. And then once Carlson missed that field goal, I literally was like, there's just too much time for them to not go get at least a field goal and tie the game. Right. Or no, they right. needed four, so they needed the touchdown. Either way, they, they needed touchdown. I mean, they got touchdown. Touchdown. Yeah. I was like, there's no way they don't win this game. Yeah, and that's what I thought too, Huff. I, I was coaching a hockey game, and then I came out at halftime. They were down seven points, and uh, I grabbed them right after the first Drake Greenlaw pick at minus 110. Threw a good good bit on that one. Unless we could, like Mackey uh, suggested a few years ago, throw that live on the card, you know? I definitely would have hammered it. Um, a lot of people got it right before the Dre Greenlaw pick, got it at plus money, saw people get them at plus 170, plus 180. But a bad turnover there by Jordan Love when they're driving up by seven points at midfield. Dre Greenlaw gets them back in the game. They only got three there. 
But then Love, not able to convert throughout the missed field goal, like you said. The interception again to Dre Greenlaw. That defense showing up massive. He's not even the best player on that defense. He's He would be the best player on most defenses. But on that team, what is he, like the fourth or fifth best player on the defense? Which is crazy. I'd say, I'd say maybe the second. Fred Warner and then him. What about Nick Bosa? The production that yeah, Greenlaw yeah, yeah. brings, dude. Bosa truly. No, like, I, I agree. No, I agree, I agree with you. And it's a line. A linebacker is important, but you're going by. Super, I'm just saying, superstars in your head. Like you could yeah, put no, Chase Young and Nick Bosa ahead third. of him. I think Chase Young yeah. so overrated. That's that's where no, I, I, I knew yeah. you were going to say Chase Young. I think he's so overrated. Agreed. I, I'm a big Drake Greenlaw guy, but I'm just saying that's how deep this defense is. There's a, somebody that can step up at any given moment, and they 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 did it large. I was just watching here. I have pardon the interruption on, but um. They were showing that drive by Purdy. He was able to use his legs a bit, too, on that drive to extend plays. But like Mackie said, Christian McCaffrey, you can always count on him. That's why I remember texting the chat. Give the ball to 23, and good things happen. Two touchdowns on the ground. I had them on the money line with his touchdown, like I said, off the card. So it was great to see that. But, I mean, this team, George Kittle getting in the end zone. Brandon Ayuk looked good on that final drive. I mean, even without Debo, they have a lot of options, and I, I think they're going to put up numbers coming this week. But Way to defend your home turf, clutch out the victory. Good teams win. You know, that's that's a game you got to win if you're a good team. And they did just that. And the stat that Hoff probably saw going into the, I remember watching this on TV, but the the Niners were 0-30 heading into a fourth quarter, went down by seven or more, and they were able under, to win this one. Under Kyle yeah. Shanahan. Yeah, how crazy is that? It is pretty yeah, crazy. What was it, 0-30? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty important one to win, too. So good for them. Good for Brock Purdy. I'm actually, uh, it says a lot about him. Yeah, he does a lot of the right things. Uh, he might not be the most talented like Josh Allen, but he's here unlike Josh Allen because of the ways that he was able to manage the game-winning drive. Um, I think that's a good segue into our Bills and Chiefs game because Josh Allen did not do any of that on his final drive. Yeah, well, I was gonna let's just go in order. I'm going to jump into this other NFC game. We had Tampa Bay in Detroit. Uh, Detroit took down Tampa Bay, covered that spread for me 31-23. to I was big on the lines this game. This was my only play of the week. It was the only thing I was really confident in. Uh, came out. They looked exactly how I expected at home. Jameer Gibbs got in the end zone. David or Jameer Gibbs got in twice. Uh, Montgomery did his job on the ground. The Lions looked exactly how they did all season at home. Put up thirty plus. Uh, Bucks hung around and made it an interesting game towards the second half. Uh, that's that Lions defense that sometimes can be questionable. Obviously, going to be very interesting this week. Um, but the Lions came out. Uh, Goff two two eighty seven two touchdowns. Exactly kind of how I expected him to play. Uh, Monroe St. Brown with the 70 yards and the touchdown. The team was absolutely buzzing in the first half. Uh, they get, they built up a lead that they just weren't able to blow, uh, which is going to be interesting because uh, Mackie, you you guys were both kind of heavy on the on the Buccaneers this weekend. Mackie, you took them on the card. Ace, you were saying you were going to take the money line. Uh, does this say more for you about Detroit? You guys were so high on this Bucks team, and uh, I, I, Ace, I know how you feel about this Lions team, but uh, Mackie, does this game say more for you about the Lions or that the Bucks weren't uh, really supposed to be there? Uh, I, I mean, it was an eight point game it was one possession game. The spread was literally just a two point conversion. They either got it or they didn't and they would have covered the spread. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that that was a back and forth game. The teams are playing very, very similar. I think if that game's in, in Tampa Bay, could, we could be having a completely different conversation. But I mean, that offense was rolling. Um, they didn't make many mistakes. And at the end of the day, they kept their foot on the gas when Tampa Bay kind of had some staggered drives. Um, but I don't know. I don't think that. That says much about either team. I think the Bucs, um, we've been saying all year that they probably weren't a playoff team. They get to the playoffs, they win a playoff game, and they hang in it with uh, one of the best teams in the NFC, a team in the NFC in, 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 NFC championship game right now. So um, 
I don't I don't know. I think it's kind of a game that we expected to, to see. I, I think um, as I bet on the Bucks, I thought a few bounces were going to go the opposite way. Maybe a possession or two would have been changed a little different. Exactly stupid things like that. But um, I don't think it says much about either team. I think that honestly, Detroit's the better team. They came out. They found a way to win at home, and uh, now they're moving on to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Mackie. I think this game it wasn't too telling for anything. I mean, it went exactly as expected, like you said, Huff. I, I expect Jared Goff to go for a 250 plus two touchdowns, especially at home. Everything fell into place with these two games. Um, nothing too telling for either one, in my opinion. I know that the 49ers backs were against the wall. They probably had rust like the the Ravens. And the, the the Lions, they just handled business. I know it was closer than some would have liked from Detroit, but their offense could put up points. We know that. They're electric. You said Montgomery held his own. I think he was actually kind of stymied um, by that defense. His Not as productive as he had been all year. Jameer they Gibbs definitely went to better. Gibbs a lot quicker than I thought. Yeah, Montgomery only had the 33 rushing yards on the ground. He had some big key first downs and third and short, but uh, Gibbs has been the difference maker for them. That change of pace back where he comes in in the play action, you truly don't know. They can hand the ball off or just go right into play action and give it to Fields and the or Fields. Give it to Gibbs as a check down. That's a lethal, that's a lethal duo, and it's the, the same the big guy. Thing, that's what I love about him. The big thing to me is that strength of the Bucks defense is right up the middle with Vita Vey, some of those D tackles, and you got the linebackers like White and uh David. So the thing is Gibbs is able to stretch the field to the outside, really attack the weakness of their defense where their pass rushers are. Gibbs is gonna get stymied all game in the trenches. But you know what? Now you gotta go into San Francisco and those guys, when we get to this game, it's it's a much tougher test with that defense. That's what's gonna worry me though, is the that that leaky Detroit defense. I was surprised they gave up that many points to the Buccaneers um, at home. Said, I know that they, they the choke, Baker's risky. That's the a weak choke. defense. That Lions have a weak defense. That's what that's what worries me in this one. It did go as expected, though. That's why I couldn't card the plus six. I didn't think it was enough points on the road against a really good Lions team. Um, a lot of options. Love Laporta, love Mon Ra. And then those depth receivers they have are actually stepping up very well. Um, just going to need some more big plays from their defense. But they're, they're, they're handling business all year long and doing what they do best. Putting up 24-plus a game, that's kind of their recipe success. But good win by them on home turf. Yeah, I think it's just like, I mean, this Lions team definitely, it, when they don't match up the best to this Niners team. Um, but I think if Jared Goff is just making those third down conversions, I mean, he made so many of them last game where he just extended drives. He's making those third down throws. Um, even if it's like a tiniest pocket, he's finding ways to get these first downs. If he's able to do that next week, I don't see why they can't stay in the hang in this game and possibly win it. Um, we know the Niners. We know how they um, come out in games like these. Usually they tend to choke. I know they've been to a, con- or, or been to a Super Bowl in the last four years, but um, they ended up choking in that one as well. I, I think the Lions have a, have a better chance than I would have two two weeks ago going into this game. Yeah, but no, good job staying home. Those Bucks, a little talk on them before we get off them for the season. Bid them farewell. I hope they bring back Baker Mayfield. I know that the coach kind of said he would like them back, but they, they exceed the expectations big time. I know I said it on the live stream the other day, but we were we were debating if they could get six and a half wins. Meanwhile, they like Mackie said, they won a playoff game and hung around with a team that went to the NFC Championship. I, so. I took them for four wins this year. I'll say it first. I mean, I was not expecting anything out of that team. And then, but you know what's going to be tough? What are they going to do? Big offseason ahead for them. I think Mike Evans is probably on his way out, and he was the best player on their offense. Rashad White, he'll still be there. So he got in the end zone, too. You think Baker stays? Uh, I think, I mean, he earned it. He earned a contract. Did you see what he said? No. What did he say? He said, if I come back, I want Mike Evans back, too. I was like, Baker, I don't know if you're the guy to be making that call. (laughs) Why wouldn't Mike Evans? He had a great year. If you think about it, he doesn't re- like his his 
career is so like looked at as like not that good, but it really like he has no it's real low points solid. of his career. He really mm-hmm. doesn't. No, I know. Yeah, I, I just I'm like he fits so well with Mike Evans fits so well with the way Baker Mayfield plays too. He's got that big arm; he can throw it up where Evans can get it. He's Slot throwing all the guy, time. Yeah. The but thing is, is what Mike it, Evans want to stay with Baker? Yeah, but, on, <laughs> I was thinking of the yeah. other way too. I was like, eh, he might be like, uh, I could just go to any other. Team it, I think play. I think he's gonna bag Chase. He already has the ring. But I think gives him the most money. I also think That's Mike Evans looks at it. like the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Look at Devonte Adams. Look at uh, yeah. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. I mean, these guys are just running into fucking brick walls. So playing with Godwin too, it gives him open open space in that secondary. Yeah, and white in the backfield, it opens up the whole passing yeah. game in the first place. Kate Otten looked good too. His prop, um, Mike Evans got in the end zone for me. That was nice. But uh, yeah, I, I think that they got a pretty good thing going on there. Keep keep with that young defense. Uh, I know there's some older guys too, but Bucks team, I think they might be able to compete again next year in that NFC South. Yeah, See for what sure. Back. All right, we will get into our what everyone was calling the game of the week, the matchup everyone wanted to see. Sunday Night Football, we had Patrick Mahomes heading to Buffalo to take on Josh Allen and the Bills. Chiefs come out on top in a 27 to 24 victory. Uh, Chiefs a three point underdog in this game. Mahomes comes in, uh, gets the win. Obviously, uh, Tyler Bass misses the game tying kick or what could have been the potential game tying kick late with like a minute 46 left. Uh, we all know what would have happened if Mahomes got the ball back with down a, a minute or a minute 46 left. I think he, I, what do he have? Two timeouts and a minute 46. Like, yeah. yeah, he's it's like clockwork. Buffalo's crying that that game, the, the missed field goal cost him the game. It's like, no, there was still two minutes on the clock and you guys yeah. lost with 13 so- seconds left of this motherfucker. <laughs> you think he's not going to score with a minute 40? Like, no, yeah. the loss as time expired, it would have been that much more heart wrenching. I mean, they, they, yeah. they weren't going to win that game. They needed a touchdown on that drive. Yeah. They, that Josh, game could have gone on for another day. four quarters, and, che- and the che- all that would have happened is the Chiefs would have ran away with it. Who are you guys yep. blaming the most for this deficit? The coach, Josh Allen, or Diggs? Ugh. Diggs is so bad. But, like you're I told gonna, you guys, you're this you're not going to blame Diggs, though. You're not going to blame. Yeah, Diggs. you can't. You don't. Bl- I feel like receivers. That's where they get out. They He's got to catch the, that one though, at least, right? You either got to blame the head coach, or you got to blame the quarterback, and the quarterback it, here. I, I don't. I what, what did he do wrong I'm, in that on, in that game? We though? talked about it, Mackie. It's that game-winning drive that Brock Purdy had, where good teams win. Dump the ball know how to, underneath. He doesn't know how to take the yards in front of him. Why didn't he use his legs a bit more too? I don't know. It's like he's looking that, for ten yards every time. It's because he he was open, but like it was a last second thing. You're throwing off your back foot. It is second and nine from the 26 yard line with two minutes left against Pat Mahomes. You don't get this first down right here. The game is over. It doesn't matter if you hit the field goal or not. Dump it underneath. He gets a first down right there. They probably win that game. They probably score a touchdown with 15 seconds left. Mahomes is not going to go down the field. They would have been up four. Yeah, they would have been up four. Mahomes would have needed a touchdown. I mean, they go they go underneath to Stefan Diggs there, and the game's over. They probably win that football game. But he tried to go for the long ball. Terrible throw off his back foot. Third down, you throw it out of bounds. Like, well, first of all, I don't know if that was a terrible play call or not. I'd have to go back and look at it. But you have to get five Yard. yards at least. You have to get something. Second and nine, you ended at fourth and nine, end up missing the field goal. I mean, that's just that's terrible Wait, either talent, game management just, or terrible play call. I don't that, really. I, that, I, you got to find the median. It's over and over with Josh Allen. But, it, it's, but I mean, exactly, it's like they pulled the plug on the people, offensive coordinator so fast. What are they holding on to McDermott still for? Four fucking yeah, heartbreaking yep. playoff losses in a row. Three to the same team. Clearly this Hamlin, game plan. Like, seriously, this what guy's game, up game with plan that? can't be. 
He thought this was a Disney cartoon giving it the fucking for him. Did you guys that see was the, the worst the play call kid. of all like, time? It's a make a wish thing. They're just gonna let him get the first you, down. No, did you bro. see the meme of the little kid running the ball and everyone just like <laughs> yeah, clears yeah. out of the way? And it was like what was Sherman thought was gonna happen yeah. on fourth and five, <laughs> dude. But what's but, even uh, going through your mind in that situation to do that in a playoff game? Listen, and they got out of it fucking scotch free. They fumbled the yeah. ball into the end zone. No, so that, that was... didn't even. That actually didn't even matter at the end of the day. That that. Would it happen? Well, it would have changed field position and whatnot because they ended up starting the next drive from the twenty. If you punted deep, you know it, it affects the game. It affects the game. But what a bad play call in a playoff game. Yeah, that was terrible. But um, yeah, I, I'm a Bills I think fan. They I'm calling for of, his job. I think they got to get rid of McDermott. Well, is is I mean, it more of a testament to the Chiefs' defense though? Because they've stepped up this whole season. A very underrated part of the team because everybody talks about Mahomes and Kelsey, but they've been that, great. They had an All Pro corner dude, this year with McDuffie. That I know you know how the it. NFL works though. Like if you can't fucking win when it matters, you're gone. And he hasn't done it for four years with one of the. Bo- we keep saying Allen's the second best quarterback in the NFL. How have you not no, been to a no, fucking he, Super Bowl? Second most talented. Second He's the second most talented. What you same like, fucking bullshit? They, they, they that roster know, around them. How have you not been how to have you a not Super been Bowl? to a Super Bowl? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Eagles in, did it. In my. What else do you need? They drafted you James Cook. They got you Dalton Kincaid. They have all the receivers in the world. Khalil Shakir is even turning into a brought legit... In, brought in winners round. like Vaughn Miller for the defense who's always hurt home field, like Home field against Pat Mahomes and you can't get it done. But this like, was I, the last straw for you me. Got, for you, have to look at jo- you, you also have to look at Josh Allen. Why do people call for Dak Prescott's job but they don't call for Josh Allen? They're in the same exact situation except Josh Allen has made it to a conference championship. He's won more playoff so games. He's won maybe two more, and he's only beat one starting quarterback in those games. He's one in five against starting quarterbacks in the playoffs. Doesn't, no, his resume point. is not much better than Dak Prescott's. Nobody's calling for Josh Allen's job, though. Even when he turns the ball over 24 times in a season, nobody's calling for his job. I just think it's maybe because the Cowboys, the Cowboys had more success, which is crazy to say because they haven't had recent success, but they've had more success than the Bills in their career. Yeah, I mean, but it was 30 years ago. They haven't had success since 1995. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But jo- like we said, Josh Allen's second most talented quarterback in the league. Yeah, Dak Prescott's up there, but you can't say he has that, as much talent as that guy. Yeah, but you like you also can't say you want Josh Allen in those situ- situations. No, you when, don't. You don't. First of all, he hasn't gotten the job done, and he turns the ball over more than any other quarterback yep. in the league. No, you don't want him in those situations. I, I agree with you 100%. And you know what's great is that trade. Do you guys see that? It's all over social media right now, the trade about how Patrick Mahomes came to life in, in Kansas City. With tenth the overall yeah. pick, they traded the tenth overall. Yeah, and pick. the Bills yeah, said, "Yeah, pleasure doing yeah, business they did it with to themselves. you." Did it to yeah. themselves. That's hilarious. But no, this 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 Chiefs team's rolling. Isaiah Pacheco got in the end zone. Obviously, Huff said it all day on the pod, so I had to put it on my card. He was talking about Pacheco's getting in. Pacheco's getting. I in. did I'm take like, yeah, that. Pacheco's I didn't card it, but I did take that. That was nice. You said it so much. I was like, "How did you not card it?" He was at plus money too, and that guy yeah, that, gets that, the ball that, through. That's the why I didn't card it. It was sketching me out at plus money. And Kelsey was. Yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey with two in the two. big stage. The one time has... I don't card him to get in the end zone. He, he's been missing all play. season. Hey, you take when, him when, every week and the matters. one time you don't, he pops off for two in the yeah. first. Right? I mean, hey, good year on the card, but Travis Kelsey, come on, bro. But I guess this is the time they save him for. I, this was my prediction, is they kind of lighten his usage at his older age now during the regular season. I think you're going to see a lot of them this week and if they go on to the other one. But like it, I said, it's going to be hard when we get to this AFC Championship talk, but Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. Bills all knew this was coming. We all knew this was coming. That's why I took the Kansas City Chiefs on the card at plus money. How often do you see them at plus money? We will this week again. And that's why I'm going to be so confident. 
All right, let's use that to jump right into our AFC Championship matchup where we have, like we said, the Kansas City Chiefs heading to Baltimore, take on the Ravens. Ravens, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, minus 198 on the money line. Chiefs, plus 166 on FanDuel, and the over-under at 44-and-a-half. Uh, I'll start us out here. I, I definitely think this is a very hard game to call. Uh, Ravens, obviously, at home, their defense looked legit. Uh, last week, Mahomes, obviously, a three-point underdog, gets a win against the Bills. Um, I don't know. I don't definitely don't have a confident play on this one. For sake of the conversation, I'm going to side with the Chiefs here with the three and a half points. Same reason as last week. If you get three and a half points with Patrick Mahomes, I'm just going to take it and trust the trust that he's going to le- maybe lose a close game. If not, you know you're going to be in this until the end. Uh, it, it's definitely scary going against this Ravens team at home. I don't know if you'll be seeing a play on this one or at least a, the side or the spread. I mean, on this one on my card on Sunday. But uh, I'll hand things off, uh, Mackie. Which way are you going on this one, Chiefs or Ravens? Uh, I probably will be doing a little more prop shopping. Like A said, I think this is a big Kelsey Pacheco game. I also like Lamar to get back in on his feet. Maybe likely. I do like a lot of touchdowns and a lot of points in this game. Uh, definitely leaning on the over with this uh, with this side, but it's tough with that Ravens defense. It only let up three points last week. So uh, let me know which way you're going on this one, Mac. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to have a play on this one just because I cannot keep fading this Ravens team and you cannot fade mo- yeah, you can't, can't give Mahomes three and a half. This is, this is a lose lose spot. Mackie's Mackie's in a tough spot. He's been burnt by the Ravens literally all year, I, and the Chiefs and, are inevitable. Exactly, exactly. So I will not have a play on this one, but I do like the Chiefs plus the three and a half. Every time you it's give good. Pat Mahomes more yeah. than a field goal in a playoff game, I mean, how can you not hammer that? But then again, it says a lot. I mean, this Ravens team is so They're good. They're at home. This Chiefs team, I know. We're, I, I thought they were playing over their heads these last few weeks. I know it's playoff football, and you have Pat Mahomes. But I didn't think this team was as good as they as they've been in the past. Um, this Ravens team is good. I don't know how the Chiefs are going to figure this one out, but like Pat Mahomes, he always does. But uh, I'm not going to play. Ace, what do you think about this one? Oh, I'm with you. I'm so conflicted on it. And you, you always think like, oh, it's going to be the weather. He was just in Buffalo on the road, same environment. It's going to be. You think MNT is going to be rocking a little bit louder? Maybe I don't know. I think it's a tougher place to play than than Buffalo. I will say that. Um, but this is I think it helps. I think it helps the Chiefs that this isn't the Sunday night game. I will say that. I will too. I I think in the prime time you see a little bit more Patrick Mahomes in the in the early slate usually goes off. But who's going to be able to make those crucial catches in the secondary against a great Ravens defense? I don't trust anybody besides Travis Kelsey. I think Rasheed Rice is a great receiver. MVS kind of stepped up last week, but Hardman dropping the ball like Darius Tony. I think it's going to be a big Isaiah Pacheco game. Huh, I'm surprised to say that I like the under a lot in this one. I know you're talking about touchdowns, but I think it's going to be a very defensive game. A lot of field goals by both two great kickers, two of the best kickers in the league, in the AFC at least, Tucker and Butker. I think if you go with over one and a half field goals, either way, you're in a good spot. Touchdowns, I think, are going to be hard to come by. This Chiefs defense playing at an all-time high with a great D coordinator. They've been shutting down the best of the best. Chris Jones leading the way and a bunch of young guys all around them. Meanwhile, the Ravens defense led by Roquan Smith. I think it's going to be a tough day for Patrick Mahomes. But when it comes down to it, oof, for, for argument's sake, this could change by game time. But I'm on the Chiefs money line here. I think they're able to get this one wow. done. I've been backing the Ravens all season long. They're a great team. But Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. He wins these games. He's been here. He's done that. Lamar Jackson, you're a great quarterback. You're the MVP. But I think you're going to go home and it's going to be by the boot of Butker as time expires like Mackie said for the last one. Yeah, wow. It, don't you guys think it's kind of funny how like the N- NFC is like the road to the, through the playoffs is a bunch of domes, and then you're in the AFC and it's like it's Kansas like City negative ten degrees, yeah. Buffalo is two feet of snow, probably raining in Baltimore. Pay. 
Like Probably the, the NFC is just it's just a bunch of domes. It's San Francisco, Tampa Bay, or you're or you're in a dome, and then the AFC you're just through the frozen tundra. It's like the hardest road ever. It's also it's you know also last tough? year. I mean, last year we had to deal with it in Philly when Philly was the one seed. Yeah. But yeah, this year it's the the one two. I mean, with the one seed being uh, San Fran, I looked at the weather this week. It's supposed to be sixty five and sunny on Sunday. Nice uh, every for that game for that game. Every game in the in the uh, NFC playoffs has been in good weather, or it's in a dome. Yeah, and then every I feel like every game except for maybe like one on the other side, I, the game in, in Steelers in Steelers game got fucking canceled. The Bills and uh, or the Chiefs and Dolphins was negative four. Uh, last week we saw the uh, what's it called in Buffalo, Buffalo and and Baltimore. It's freezing. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Baltimore again <laughs> this week. It's just two completely different roads. You know and honestly. Mean? It honestly explains the two conferences. The AFC is such a better conference, such a harder, harder road. The NFC is just a cakewalk over there. I want, I want to talk about this game a little bit more though before we jump off of it. It's so tough though because John Harbaugh has won a Super Bowl. This team, this culture, the Baltimore Ravens culture, has beaten very good quarterbacks to win Super Bowls. Um, this defense is mean. Like Roquan Smith is going to be all over Isaiah Pacheco. He's been the heart and soul, the beating drum of their offense this year, in my opinion. He's going to have a tough day going through the tackles there. With that Roquan Smith rovering the field, he's the best linebacker in the NFL. The secondary's been on fire too. I know Mahomes has been loose with the football this year too. Let's see how he is in a tough environment. I feel like we're going to see a few still shots of him on the sidelines right before it cuts. Pissed, looking off to the side. I see. I see a turnover too this week. Ace is the Chiefs' defense going to contain Lamar Jackson? I think they will. I not contain. They contain. Him through the air. I don't think he has a great day through the air. I think he's going to get his on the ground. He's going to have to. I think he's going to be running a lot because offensive air yardage for both teams is going to be hard to come by, in my opinion. Um, but he's done his thing, and you know when he gets going, it makes that that pass game get a lot better. But that running game from the, the Ravens, I don't see it having much success outside of him. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah I agree. I like the under as well in this one. Speaking of the rushing uh, that you were just saying, uh, there there's two numbers I was just looking at that I do like, and not rushing yards, rushing attempts. Um, for Pacheco, 14 and a half, would you lean on the over or the under? Rushing attempts? Yes. Over. I was going to say, I, I, like the, I like a rush-heavy offense from the Chiefs. Uh, Even I just, though they spread, I, the, I, they spread the wealth, they give CEH his, his looks. Yeah, I, I just think 14 and a half. I'm trying to see. I want to look at what he had last week. But yeah, I just feel like that's low for him. I, I know this last week. going to play slow. Last week. So he wins it by the hook last week in, in Buffalo. Oh, it's I like that one a lot. My brother's going to be in the building at this one. He's going to listen to this. He's going to be like, I can't believe you took the Chiefs. <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, could change, especially when we start watching that game. This first drive is going to be telling because that place is going to be rocking. I know they have Ray Lewis and Ed Reed as the legends of the game. And they... They have everybody coming in. It's going to be all the championship banners and flags and rings and all that in the stadium. That place will all be rocking. Yeah. Oh, one of them. But they, no, they have two. They have two. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot they won in the early 2000s. Ray, Ray Lewis has one, and then Dilfrico has one. Dilfer. Yeah. I mean, it's that defense, and that's kind of what it's based yeah. on now. But Lamar's, <laughs> yeah, Lamar's that's why be... I forgot about them winning that first one, because it's like I never remember Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's Ray Lewis. That, you got to remember those big. Ray Lewis definitely has one. Huff, come on. But he has uh, two. Ray has two. Was he on the second one too? Yeah, that was his last year. He retired after that. All right, that makes sense. But um, 
Yeah, this one's going to be such a tough game. I could even switch to the Ravens. I don't know if I'm going to call anything, but how often do you see Patrick Mahomes at plus money in the playoffs? It's so hard to pass up. This one's going to this is yeah, going to be a great game. Yeah, this is a tough. This is definitely the tough, the tough one of the week. Obviously, this is a, the money is split 50-50 on this game. That's exactly how I expect it to be. Just both ways. No one knows who to pick. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna have a play on this one. Like I said, might find a couple props I like. All right, and we will head out to our NFC Championship where we have the Detroit Lions taking on the San Francisco 49ers. With the 49ers coming to this as a seven point favorite. Uh, minus 330 on the money line for the 49ers and plus 265 on the money line for the Lions. Over under at 50 and a half. I'll uh, get right into it. I I feel like I'm the I you know where I'm going on this one. I like the lines at the points. I'm probably gonna take the money line too and just hope they co- hope they win the game. But if they cover and lose, I go one and one and push on some uh, even money. But I, I just think this Lions team is a team of destiny. The defense does scare me heading on the road. Uh, there is a lot of questionables going into this game. You know, the 49ers look unbeatable. Other than last week, they showed some signs that they could be uh, beatable. I think the Lions are going to have to put up points. going to be very scary against this 49ers defense. Uh, my my brain is telling me the 49ers win this game. My heart's telling me I'm just going to take the Lions and trust the fun team. Uh, I think they get it done. I think that uh, Goff does enough, like Mackie said earlier on, if he's able to just kind of minimize the mistakes, which he's done all year. Uh, this is a road game. Uh, Lions against the spread on the road this year has been historically good uh, in the 49ers at home. I sent you guys that stat today. Uh, where the 49ers are three and seven at home against the spread, a bigger spread at seven points. Uh, Lions, on the other hand, seven and two against the spread on the road this season. So uh, all the signs are pointing to the Lions to cover the number. I'm going to go with the Lions plus the seven points as well as on the money line plus the 265. Uh, might have to shop that. I'm probably going to lock in this seven points before it goes to six and a half, just in case it does. Uh, seven and a half, it doesn't really do much more for me. I think it's going to be a close game either way. Um, but. Uh, Mackie, we'll hand things off over to you. Or actually, I started with Mackie in the last one. We'll go over to Ace on this one. Uh, Lions at Niners. Uh, your 49ers, your Super Bowl future pending on these Niners. Do they get the job done on Sunday? Yeah, I definitely do think they get the job done. Being at home is massive here. I think the more well-rounded team, I've been beating the drum for them all year long. Been saying this is my Super Bowl pick since before we got even into the season. Probably my summertime Super Bowl pick. Well-deserved, uh, standing on business from last year after they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship. But I do think the Detroit Lions are able to cover that seven points. I think this is a close game throughout, and then the clutchness will have to come from the San Francisco 49ers. I think there might be a turnover or two by Brock Purdy, and it'll get a little weary, but that defense is going to be able to hold the Lions under to what they're normally comfortable with. I could see a 23-17 win by the Niners here, something around along those lines. Um, but I think they're able to cover the seven points. If you're able to tease them at all, too, I think that's a great opportunity because I think they're able to cover that maybe tease up the uh, over. I know the offense is rolling, but Christian McCaffrey is going to have a field day against this defense. I know they hang their hats on a good run defense, but he does it through the air and on the ground. I think George Kittle has no no matchup ready for him. And Brandon Ayuk has been one of the most underrated receivers of the year. I think he's just around that rank. Give him on Ross St. Brown, who gets a little bit more publicity. However, I do think Jared Goff does have a decent day through the air. I see Sam Laporta doing his thing. Maybe Amon Ra doing a little bit, but i say more so the secondary receivers having to step up. Jameer Gibbs, Huff's boy, is probably going to find the end zone. It'll be tough for them to put touchdowns up. I only see them putting up two, but I think Gibbs is able to get one of them, maybe Laporta the other. Jared Goff might start slow, though. I think he's going to have to pick it up late. I'm on the Niners here to get to the Super Bowl, get over the NFC Championship hub. Too stacked of a team not to be. Add Chase Young, added Christian McCaffrey, added whoever the hell you want. They're playing at an elite level. We saw that by Drake Greenland. They're coached by one of the best coaches in the league. 
I'm on that money line here. Maybe parlay it with a McCaffrey touchdown. I love that play once again. But Mackie, where are you on the split decision between our, our uh, yeah, I do like the Lions to cover a spread here. I don't like the Lions really to win the game. I think it would be cool if the Lions win this football game, but you, you I mean, you can't, you can't take anybody in this in this NFC over the over the 49ers. Um, definitely the most all around team, but they 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 did show weaknesses last week, and that that's what scares me about this team is that no matter how good they are on one week, they could just be a completely different team the next week. And I think this Lions team, if they're playing good football, and this and this Niners team comes out slow. They could find themselves in a hole and maybe hold on to it towards late in the game if that Lions defense can step up. Um, but I'm not going to take the Lions money line because I'm not too confident in it. But I do, I do like them to keep it close. I think Jared Goff has another good game. Uh, extends, extends drives, big third, third down plays. Um, Amon Ra is going to have a big game. You're going to see both those running backs, obviously. They, they, they never slow down. Jameer Gibbs has been absolutely incredible in these playoffs. Um, I think they put up the points. Brock Purdy, I, I mean, it comes down to what kind of game he has. If he can be a game manager and uh and just kind of, I wouldn't even say, dump off his his way into, into just minimize his mistakes. Game. That's really all he has to do. He's a game manager. Everyone keeps loves to use the term game manager with him. If he's it's able to minimize mistakes against a defense that hasn't notoriously gone after quarterbacks all season, I know they have Aiden Hutchinson and uh, the guy Derek. Uh, he's, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. The linebacker that got the game ceiling in, uh, interception last week. Uh, their defense has been pesky, not necessarily one of the best. Aiden Hutchinson becoming one of his own, if not one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, silently up there in Detroit, uh, because everyone thinks how bad that pass defense is. But that that pass rush defense is very legit. They get to the quarterback quick. The linebackers aren't the best. They don't have the best corners. I just think if they're able to minimize how much time Purdy has to make that choice with guys like Hutchinson getting in his face, that's how the Lions are going to have to stay in this game. And the one, the guy that none of us mentioned, Ace, me and you have been all over his props all year is Laporta. I think he's a huge difference. Maker I, in yeah, this I game. said, I think he gets in. I think he gets yeah, in. Yeah, I, I love Laporta to get in this week. I love Gibbs Tough to get in matchup, this Tough matchup, though, with Fred yeah. Warner and Dre Greenlaw all over you. But he's been solid. He's one of the next up-and-coming tight ends, especially when, as these other guys get older. I think Kittle has a big game, too. I think a touchdown... Tight end touchdown parlay is definitely in the mix. You get good odds yeah, on it, I, too. I definitely could see myself do a Gibbs and a Laporta anytime. They're going to be both plus. That's you know, who our, I said. Our, those are the two guys. Our strategy, just, Nobody hope else. You, just hope you hit one. You know what I mean? Really, if you go one. St. Brown, though, Goff loves the deep ball to him or the yards after They're gonna catch. They're going to key on I, him. I just love this Lions team. I really do. I'm rooting for them hard. I feel like fully bought in on them. I know I'm going to get my heart broken this week, but I'm at least going to get my heart broken. I'm going to lose some money on the way if it happens. <laughs> Just Stop. lose See, both ways. <laughs> do you think both quarterbacks throw an interception this week? I dude, I truly think Goff has a hell of a game. Like I, I truly think this is. I think he have a I, good game and still turn the ball over. Yeah, true. I true, think if he true. turns the ball over, they're gonna have a really tough time winning this football. Yeah, game. I, I think that's what Dan Campbell's telling him is you keep the ball in your hands and we keep the ball in our our skill players' hands. St. Brown, Gibbs, and Laporta. Uh, they, if they're even putting up field goals, I like their chances. Just because how many later, how like many does said, McCaffrey get? How many does McCaffrey get? Touchdowns? Yeah. I'd say, I mean, yeah, one. I think he's obviously automatic for one. I I, I don't know. I can't say he's just guaranteed going to get two because I do like uh, Ayuk hasn't scored in a couple games. You got to look out for him on the outside, know, especially in if the there's playoffs, no Debo on Sunday. the ball on the ground. He sees the opportunities. I know. 
he ran through a good pack defense last week, two touchdowns. I think he gets two this week once again. He's been doing it so much. I, see, that's I was gonna say that I, I know I do I do agree. I think that I definitely think McCaffrey's the issue. I was texting my cousin this morning all about it. I said if the Niners want to win this game, I'd just give the ball to McCaffrey. Yeah, two out of every three plays and just see what well, happens. When they start loading up that box to stop them, guys like George Kittle, these tight ends show up massively in the playoffs. Yeah, it's that's it, exactly what the did Lions do. They use did, that's how they knocked out Mackey's Cowboys last year. George Kittle is a force to be reckoned with and people like to discount him because sometimes he doesn't play as many games but he has the potential to be the best tight end in the league as well all the teams that are left have a very good tight end yeah probably the top four tight ends in the league right now laporta kittle kelsey and andrews yeah who are we missing who's probably the best tight end hawkins he's always hurt yeah that's what i'm saying those four are the best tight ends in the league yeah, I know, I know. I feel like there's just someone that we're forgetting. Njoku, Waller, uh, Pitts. Like, they're all Waller there. fell off. He used to be in that conversation. I think Hawkinson's the next one up. Yeah, I'd probably throw Hawkinson. Laporta passed everyone this year. He had a fucking hell of a season. Yeah, and he's the Pro- young one, too. Those three yeah. ahead of him, the three that are left, Andrews, Kittle, Kelsey, those are the perennial. All towards the end of their career. Yeah, and this guy's like he's the next one. He's taking the he's taking the grail. But I think he he catches the L this week. Has a productive game. That's gonna you're gonna hear it on the podcast. I'll say again that tight end tight end parlay touchdowns not a bad one to look at. Great odds, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Score predictions um, for this game from you guys. I said twenty three seventeen. I I think the Lions. I I I'm gonna give you a one where the Lions win, and it's gonna have to be high scoring if the Lions want to win this game. So I'm gonna say thirty four thirty one maybe. 31 20. I'll give you a weird one, like 31 26. Yeah. 31 28, like 29, some weird, like where the, the Niners 26. Kick, like, I could see goals. that. I could see that happening. Like they 20, miss an extra point or something. And they, they yeah. 26 29. I'm going to go 26 24. I'll give, you, I'll give it to the Niners. I'll give it to the Niners. Mackie, how many do you think McCaffrey's good for this week? Huff thinks one, I think two. I mean, he's definitely like he's auto for one. I think. Uh, I'd love I zero. I think, they're, I, I think they're gonna be up like three, and maybe he'll get back in for it, make it a two possession game. But I don't think any more than two. If he's any more than two, and this game's getting out of hand. Yeah, I agree. This is gonna be a good one. If it's and any more than quick, if it's any get... more than two, he's not gonna play the rest of the game after he scores <laughs> the third one because they're already up by thirty. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. I think that is there a better scenario of all teams this weekend? Who who has the best chance of getting blown out? It's got to be the Lions because of that it's, defense. It's, it's weakest defense left. Yeah, I mean, weakest. Yeah. It's definitely the Lions. And I mean, defense you look at wins championships. That's the only reason I'm not so high on them. Their offense is great. They have playmakers everywhere. They can make things happen. But that defense, you need to have a good defense to win a Super Bowl. Or but like, kind of back to what you back to what you said though. Yet. Back to what you said though. Like, Chief, I'm not. I'm not comparing. I'm not saying that the Chiefs could be in that argument. But I'll, just for sake of conversation. Chiefs going up against a defense that just gave up three points last week. We've been talking about how inconsistent and how bad the Chiefs' offense has been all all year, and we're just crediting Mahomes that much that it's like, oh yeah, they only let he gets that. Yeah, two rings, two rings already. He's been to three bowls. I mean, six he gets three conference championships to start his career. I think. I think he. Mackie, uh, how he were you the... on the Bills last week when they've gone to six in a row? How can you not be on the Bills? When else are they going to I wasn't do it? at all. At it's Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. That's his son, Josh Allen. Huff didn't really touch that game. No, Ace, actually, you talked me into I was on the Bills when I made my pick. You talked me into the Chiefs, and that's why my only pick on that game was the Pacheco touchdown. 
Yeah, because you're like, I don't know anymore. These teams are I could, it's that's how I feel. That's how I feel about Mackie, this Chiefs Ravens game this week. Do you, did you get it through your head now though? Josh Allen what and Patrick you, Mahomes' son in the playoffs. What do you mean? How did I how was I on the Bills? I'm minus thirty units this year. I've had yeah, a few no, bad reads. <laughs> but going going forward in the playoffs, if these two teams match up again, who are you going with? Probably Pat Mahomes. You got him. Come on. And then the Bills will win. People like to compare compare him to Brady. Every trend, but every single trend was was in the Bills' favor. Everything was in the Bills' favor, and Pat Mahomes still found a way to beat Josh. That's why you you can't look into that too much when it gets to this point in the season. (laughs) The Chiefs are just inevitable. That's why this game. So I don't think I can put money on the Ravens, and I think the Ravens could win. So it's going to be hard to put money on the Chiefs. But I really don't think I can put money on the Ravens. I think I'm just going to enjoy a good football game, to be honest, for the first time in like over six years. Over under in the NFC Championship, 50 and a half. Under. We go under. Too many points in a conference championship game. I agree. It is a lot. I, I, I just think there has to be points if the Lions want to hang in this game. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm riding with everything blue, so I'm going over. <laughs> but no, that'll be yeah. a good one. Score predictions for that AFC game. We didn't give any for that. Um, yeah, I was going to say, we didn't do that. I'll, I'll say, I don't know. I, just because I feel 21, like most 20, people. 21 20 Kansas City. Mackie, I like that score. 24 Kansas City. Hey, Huff, you like that score, don't you? <laughs> That's high, too. I don't think it's going to be that high. But I like that score. <laughs> yeah, me too. I like two really close games this week. 21-20, that'd be a good one. And that'd be good. Watch it. Mackie, watch this. 21-20, Ravens, Chiefs cover. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> so it could be a coin flip either way, is what you guys are saying. That yeah, one's really up in the yeah. air. I yeah, think it is a coin flip at the end. I'm of excited. I also here's my. I have a theory with this game. So like everyone, everyone always says when you see Mahomes as an underdog, they always just ignore the points with him and take the money line. Ve- you know how bad Vegas is going to be rooting for Mahomes to cover this game but not win. Yeah, because everybody's going to take the money line. It's going to be like everyone's going to take the money line. It's going to be three total Chiefs plus three and a half bets. Like nobody Literally. is taking the plus three and a half. Literally. It's the smart bet, though. Like Mackie said, that's too many points for Mahomes in a divisional game or a conference game. These and are like 21 20, 23 20. Dude, I can't believe this isn't the night game. It's because they're in San Fran. It's they predetermined, can't right? Oh, oh, that's well, yeah. a good point. I didn't think and, and yeah, it is, it is predetermined, but it did just work out that they're, the other game is in San Francisco. Yeah, you're, you're making a good point there. I didn't think about that. But if, yeah, if, if, if it goes just off. If you could go based off of game, it'd be the Sunday night game for sure. Oh, right? for if sure, I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna say because if if the NFC Championship was in Detroit, if the Packers would have won and it was Packers at Lions, everyone would be calling for Ravens Chiefs to be Sunday night football. Yeah, because this game's insane. Two high profile. These QBs have been due for a big time matchup, and my brother's gonna be going nuts if Lamar somehow. How much? You said he's going to this. Yeah, he's going to the game. How much were the tickets for that? I don't know. He didn't tell. I, I gotta ask him. I'll, I'll I'll shout it out on Sunday. So tune in. And I'll give you a probably. He, he probably spent at least four hundred dollars. Worth it though. That thing's gonna be rocking. I, I just read the festival. Yeah, that. Stuff, oh, oh, it's yeah, definitely that. worth it. I spent five hundred to go to Rangers Pens game seven, but um, yeah, we know how that one went, right, Huff? You can get in the the get in price right now on game time is uh cheapest I see is a grand. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one of his buddies has season tickets, though, so maybe seven twenty-five. Seven twenty-five is yeah. If you buy them, you know what I mean from here. But seven twenty-five is the get-in price for the AFC Championship. While we're on the topic, let's just look at the 49ers. Let's see what that's going to cost. Probably less. Five fifty. It's 
because you got a bunch of casual ass Niner fans out there that just root mm-hmm. for when they go far. No, it's just the people out there what can pay that money. And you're yeah. and you're play, playing the. You think, uh, playing here's the an inter- here's an interesting one. You think there'll be a lot of Lions fans making that road trip? There'll I be, can yeah, see they'll that. be on TV, but there won't be many. I don't think. Yeah, I know. You, mean. I'm you sure know what I'm excited sure for though. Like, when when San Francisco know. plays, they always have a good cast of stars on the NFL Instagram who showed up to the game. Like last week, Snoop Dogg was there. Yeah, they got a, they got a good following out there in the Bay Area. I mean, with all those yeah. people, how can they not? I mean, they've been doing it for years. You got the old timers. I think that's why I lean them as a fan because my dad, when the Patriots were younger, he I think that was one of the first years I had was like a Steve Young one. Um, Patriots were weak, so you had to call someone else that was in the hunt. And they they just kept doing it. Yeah, that is a, that's a pretty. I don't even know what my first my first non Steeler NFL jersey was Chad Ochocinco, but it was Chad Johnson at the time. My brother's was uh, Jake DeLome. My first patch one, Ty Law. <laughs> Ty Law's a good first one. Yeah. Beast. All right. Yeah, yeah let's jump over. Uh, let's think that's going to be enough of the NFL. We'll have to stay tuned for our uh, a Sunday NFL live stream this week. We're going to be going live on ten at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, so make sure you're staying tuned for that. We're going to give our official picks on the AFC and NFC Championship, uh, as well as dive into the games a little bit more. And we have the injury reports and things like that. Uh, so in the meantime, we are going to jump over to the NHL where we have our power rankings for this week. Uh, coming in at number five, Mackey's New York Rangers after a tough loss Ew, last night. In they're San out of Jose. that after this week. Yeah, yeah, that's Dallas if we make this list All today, right, Pittsburgh, but... find a playoff spot before you can start talking. <laughs> hey, hey, you want it? we can Don't go here if you want to. Puff's like, I can, let's, let's open the door, you creeped yeah. up, and I'm going to make it wide. Colorado at four, Winnipeg slides to three, Aces Bruins at two, and the Canucks take over at number one. I've been just really on fire all season and continue to stay there. I thought I did not think that was going to last this far. Uh, Vancouver takes over as the number one spot in our power rankings. Ace, your Bruins at two. Uh, but Mackie, you seem a little tense over your Rangers. Is everything okay? Doesn't no, everything's like not okay. We lost, lost to the, the Sharks. Sharks last night. It was a two, we, we spotted it. We got a two goal lead. They spotted us a two goal lead and then they took it away. It from could, us. Hey, hey, it could be one worse. Chris Lang could be scored on your own empty net. You know, it could be yeah, okay. Yeah, that was pretty brutal as well. I'll let you, <laughs> I'll let you soak on that alone. I don't need to go after you for after that one. But, um, yeah, earlier in the season, Rangers went out on the West Coast five and oh. Uh, now they just went out there and, and they dropped one of the Sharks, went one, two, and one. Uh, definitely a completely different vibe over there for the Rangers. Um, goalies haven't been playing as well. Obviously, we know the, the, the start that quick got off to um, hasn't been the same, obviously. Um, Mika's not playing very well. Panarin's really the only one that's been going this entire season. But uh, definitely trouble in paradise over there. I think they're, they're just kind of um, coming back to life after an unrealistic start. But, uh, I mean... All we got to do is get to the playoffs. I trust this team to get it done in the playoffs at least and see what we can do from there. Yeah, I mean, my Bruins had a big win this week over the Winnipeg Jets. Got another tough one tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so I think they could get back up to that one spot, one less game played than the Canucks as well. I think these Canucks, they're actually you pretty legit. scared they, of that one spot, Ace. Yeah, I know. That's why we'll give up the President's Trophy. Fucking take it. Have fun, Canucks. I think you're an early exit anyways. <laughs> I know they're built up with that, that roster, like I was saying, young talent all around. They're not a playoff team, though. I think when you get to the the playoffs, that team's going to get beat up really small physically. We saw the Panthers do it to the Bruins last year. A big team like the Jets or the, the Avs are going to knock around that team pretty well, I'd say. I disagree big time. Demko stepping up big. I mean, we'll see. It's that Canucks first... team is loaded with talent. They have the goaltending now. You know, not it's, a whole, you know it's a whole different beast, round. though. 
Yeah, but what if they get Minnesota Wild? What if you get Edmonton? They're not going to get Edmonton. Edmonton's on a 14-game heater. They're going to be a top-three team as well. I think they're going to be looking at Minnesota. Yeah, probably either Minnesota or, or like, I don't, I, I haven't looked at the standings in a minute, but maybe, like, is Calgary sitting up there yet? LA Kings. Calgary's LA a bubble Calgary's, team Calgary's, right now. Calgary's, with LA. They're always, Calgary's always in the hunt. I think the Canucks are definitely. Calgary's always the first team out. Like, yeah. the, the, you know what I mean? Like, the team Kadri, just Nazem out. has been heating up. They're, they're getting back to their ways. They, they might get in this year. Them in the wild always jockeying for that last spot. Um, Kings it's have the been. Predators and the Kings right Kings now. Kings have right been now, sliding so much. Right now, they'd be just riding Juicy Saros and Yossi. You're gonna, you're I, like gonna the, I like me, the Predators. You're going to sit I, here and tell me the Canucks can't get past a seven-game series with, against the National Predators? Yeah, I'm saying they maybe they get can. out of the first round, but I, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if they did get bounced. But I think if, if they get to the second round, they play a top dog, they're, they're an easy out, someone like the Avs or the Stars. I would think um, the Canucks win that series in five or six games. The first I'd one? I'd say five. Then what would they, sure. if they saw the Avs in, in any round, what would that series be, though? 4-1. Canucks versus no, Avs? Absolutely not. Absolutely. I th- Canucks would have home ice. Why are you looking at this Canucks team like they're just, this is a fluke. Like, they have six All-Stars this year. They yeah, no, I just don't goalie. think they're they built for a playoff run, though. They're not a big team when it comes to playoff hockey. I think that brand of hockey isn't going to do as well. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. They, the, the road out west isn't, isn't, isn't tough. It's not that tough, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think some of these teams that have been there might be able to get the job done, though, like the Winnipeg, Dallas, and uh, Colorado. But no, another team that's on the bubble of our power rankings, I think is going to be up there soon. They've been hot. Is the Florida Panthers, second-best team in the Atlantic, really catching their stride like we saw in the playoffs last year. Um, they're off our list. Hurricanes still yet to really get in there as well. Um, Every time they get close, another team just like goes on like a four-game winning streak and takes over that spot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, they, they, they have a great one. They won't be there long. No, I mean, the Flyers have been playing good hockey, though. I wouldn't be surprised to see them at the 8th seed. would be happy if we get them in the first round. That'd be nice. But just, yeah, Mackie I'd be Mackie sent, yeah. Ruins got a what? big second half coming because, like, Mackie sent the, the strength of schedule. We have the second hardest schedule going into the second half, so that would be tough. But Jeremy Swayman been standing on his head, gets the all-star selection. Linus Allmark back in the mix. I'm, I'm like our chance. Absolutely. Another uh, highlight in the NHL. Matthews absolutely lighting it up this season. 38 goals, 45 games in. Uh, Could Matthews possibly reach 70 this season, needing 32 goals in the remaining 37? Uh, 60 goals last year. Uh, Ace, I I definitely think he could do the 32 and 37 games. This uh, you watch some games, it's just like he'll score the first period, and it's like it's yeah, you're just like that was way too fucking easy. Yeah. He's a sniper. He's Seventy best sniper in the league. Seventy is gonna be pushing it. I think he's he's gonna clear sixty five for sure. But it'll that, be that like last what stretch is gonna be. He can't. He can't year? hit a slump. He can't hit a three four game slump where he's not scoring goals. I mean, he's got to be. No, how many Matthew, more hat tricks does he have left in the tank? Though he's got a couple more. I think. I think so too. What was the year that McDavid was close to one fifty, and you were like, "Oh, he's gonna get one fifty, and then you get like one forty eight last year. It was last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah, because Huff I and I were talking about, could... and I were talking about no shot, and then he yeah, I, yeah, and he was right fucking there. Yeah, I think it's like the, I be could... the same exact thing this year. I think it's gonna be the same thing. He'll get like sixty-eight, sixty-seven. It'll be crazy though. That's so, but he's the hat so trick machine. That he's if he keeps putting those up, he could be the best goal scorer of all time. Yeah, he's Actually, one of them. Yeah. and you know what the best part is? He's American, so hopefully we can get the and... Olympics rolling again with our real roster and see him out there. Actually, root for him once, not on the dirty Leafs. Yeah, and he and he didn't play against any generation where goalies were stacking the pads either. So he's, these are some 
good fucking goals too. Yeah, dude. He's, yeah, he's. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, love the like, Leafs, but I can watch them. He's definitely my favorite. I said that the other night. He's my favorite dude to watch. Him and uh, the next guy we're talking about, McKinnon, those two. But Matthews this year yeah, is just a, unreal. Four, four. <clears throat> um. All right. Our next thing here, McKinnon per- surpassed uh, Nikita Kucherov. It's 77 points as of yesterday morning. Um. Who are we thinking will end the season with the most points? Yeah, I mean, actually, yesterday, Kucherov had a big game against the Flyers, so he jumped them again last night. So that race is going to be going on all year long. I think uh, Kucherov up to 80, and the Avs play tonight with a, a favorable matchup, so I think McKinnon gets a few more and passes him once again. I think the Nate Dog finished the year with the most points. He's, he's, he's been hurt a few campaigns, so he hasn't had a chance to. I think he's going to get the Hart Trophy this year and lead that Avs team back to a deep playoff run. Damn, that's crazy. They sit at 80 and 77, and then the next is Pasternak with 67. Yeah. That's and wild. They're just going to keep buzzing, too. McKinnon's out there all the time, though. If you watch the Avs play, I watched my Bruins handle the Avs the other night. McKinnon was doing his thing all night long, going through people, just up and down the ice. He's he's one of the best players out there. Yeah, these two are definitely lighting it up this year. Who do you think it is? I'll go with McKinnon as my long shot. I'll go with Cooch. I think, dude, Cooch has been crazy, man. Yeah. He's got a better... I mean, <laughs> Who has more help? Uh, the Avs or uh, McKinnon, definitely for sure. But Braden Point on on Kucherov's line helps a lot. That guy's one of the best setup feeders in the league. Yeah, def- he's underrated for sure. I don't know. They they definitely both have the put the players to play with, but um, I don't know. It's gonna be a good good race for the end of the season. I just hope Panarin passes Pasternak. To be honest, I don't think he will. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> but you can keep framing. He's right behind him. Pasternak has, what, 67? And then I just saw Panarin's right... Is it 63? Yeah, 63. Yeah, Pasta's, playing tonight. Pasta's playing tonight, though. I think he's going to pe- put a few pass to Anthony Ranta. Go take it while so. you can. Uh, this is going to be... Stonewall. This is going to be thrown out there later than the game. So go, base. But yeah, good right, stuff in the NHL jump. all around. Yeah, that is, that's pretty solid. More than we usually do. It definitely... Definitely more stuff happened uh, as of late, like you said. Uh, All-star game coming most, up, too. Yeah, all-star break, what, next week? Yeah, with the same weekend as the Pro Bowl. So I saw um, Tate McRae yeah, was uh, coming out to sing at that one. Yeah, yeah, she's so bad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you Which guys want to talk about this, this uh, sex scandal going on with Team Canada? You guys yeah, seen anything about crazy, it? Huh? I saw that today. I Carter really... Hart is one of the names. Max Comstock. I heard Kale McCarr is kind of involved, too, but he has an oh. alibi. So he, he has an alibi, so he's... Uh, He's able. He might be able to get off the hook, but yeah, Kel McCarr, Michael McLeod from uh from Devils. Jersey. What's that guy? Dubé as well. Dubois. Yeah. Or Dub. 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 D U B. Yeah. And then uh <laughs> yeah, Calfoot. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't really know much about it, but Danny Briere is involved too because he was coaching that team. Not involved, but like he's like under on the hot question. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my God. These tough. But uh, you can see this Flyers team having a good year, losing their starting goalie. You never know what's going to happen with uh with these allegations. So it'll be a t- could take a toll on this Flyers team who's been red hot. Yeah, that's, that's they still sit in second team. place right now. Oh, they're rolling. Yeah, they're in second. They lost. They lost last night to uh, what's it called? Tampa Bay. Yeah. But yeah, they are still at second place. They're right behind you guys. Well, my, you my guys brother got a good deal on his tickets. He got the friends and family discount from his buddy who has season tickets. Two hundred beans. Oh, paid. oh, nice. Damn. Yeah, that's a must. How much? Two hundred. See, like that person could have sold them for like six fifty if they wanted to. Yeah, no, good probably people. more. Good people. 
All right, we will jump over to <clears throat> the NBA where we have our power rankings as well as the NBA or in the NBA, we're number five. Uh, we have the Denver Nuggets making their reappearance back in this top five. Milwaukee Bucks at number four. Oklahoma City Thunder sliding up to that number three spot. And then our top two stays the same with the Minnesota Timberwolves and Aces Boston Celtics. Uh, these this A lot has happened in the NBA. We'll get into all the crazy, the crazy night that we had on January 22nd a couple nights ago with all the scoring. Uh, but this this top five, it hasn't been changing much. The NBA has been uh, the league or kind of consistency this year with some of these top teams. We've seen some fluctuation from the Bucks just firing their head coach, bringing in Doc Rivers, uh, sitting in second place, which is pretty crazy making that move. But obviously not because of their uh, success on the court. They, you know, that's I don't think that's why they were getting rid of him. But Milwaukee slides a little bit. Got to look for them to make a run. But this Thunder team is definitely the story of the season right now. I know I know the Timberwolves are doing what they're doing, but this Thunder team is special. Yeah, that Thunder team all showed up at Chet's uh, jersey retirement in the high school. I didn't see Josh Giddy there for <laughs> except for Josh Giddy. Yeah, I think but his I, agent his agent told him it's probably not a good idea to go to a high school. <laughs> yeah, but that team's loaded. I mean, there's talent all throughout. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, come on, Huff. It was a girls' basketball game too that was going on when they walked <laughs> in the arena. If you saw the. All the comments on Instagram just doing him dirty, even though he was freed of the allegations. Um, but yeah, going back to yeah, this Thunder team, how could they not be so good with those picks they got in the Paul George trade, the West, whatever trade you want to look back on? They they loaded yeah, up and so it's many. showing. Westbrook, and they still have like thirteen picks yep. in the next four or five years. It's Jay insane. Gilders Alexander probably just outside the MVP conversation and, and, as well. And think about before even all these picks. Drafted Kevin Durant, drafted Russell Westbrook, drafted James Harden. This guy in front office, I, I forget his name. He knows what the fuck he's doing. He knows how to draft these players, and it's turning out this this OKC it team is turning out to be. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. You have to look it. I up. think it's I think but it's Sam Presti, if I remember correctly. He's, he's building. He's second time he's built a dynasty in in, uh, in OKC. Hopefully, this one can stay together. I think they're a few years out though, maybe one or two. Um, it is. Sam Presti. We'll have to see come playoff time. They'll be a, they'll be a top seed in the playoffs. But Chet Holmgren is not a solid number two option just yet. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He puts the he puts the ball in the hoop, but that's not all he needs to do. He's he's skinny boy. He gets he gets bullied down low a lot, and he cannot have that. He's got to put on a few pounds. Give him two one or two years to probably put on twenty five pounds. Um, be a lot a lot more efficient in the paint, a lot more efficient covering those big guys. And I think this team could be um definitely contenders in the next few years. But I think we could see a, a quick exit from this team coming down the stretch. Especially if you get one of even, those veteran even teams. With, even with Shy in his MVP campaign, definitely a top three player in the league right now, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think I think if they get a playoff matchup like the Lakers or the Suns, Warriors, they could be in trouble with that playoff experience and the calls going their way. Anthony Davis, Absolutely. you set the headline the other day. He, he's been uh, yeah. carrying the load this year. You don't hear much about him when he's doing well. Yeah, and the I was going to say, everyone talks about how shit when he's all hurt. Out. Yeah, how he doesn't play a lot and... You want to read He's that one off? of the best players in the league. I I, I was going to say, do we have that written in here? No. No. But, yeah, we, in, in, in the last fiscal year, the last 365 days, he's played in the most games um, out of any player in the NBA. And a lot of people talk about how he's unavailable. Yeah, like the ongoing, and, and yeah, the ongoing story is he never wants to play. He always tries to sit out. Or when he's hurt, he's, he's, always, he's always hurt. There's just something always about him. And. Like you said, the, not playing or played the most games in the last fiscal year, whatever the stat was. But, um, and then, what? Where would we leave off here? So we'll just kind of jump into our next point. 
Uh, something special about, like I said, January 22nd, a couple or two nights ago, whenever it was, on uh, the same day that Kobe got there, the anniversary of Kobe scoring the 81 points, and Bede comes out and puts up a 70-point game. Uh, along with that, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Kevin Durant, Tatum. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, what did he end with? 63. 63. What Durant end with? In a that losing guy? effort. I think Durant, Durant had 50 something, and then uh, Tatum in the high 40s. Yeah, that's and uh, you saw Cack you saw Cack getting benched towards the end of that game, and their coach called it an embarrassment of a defensive effort because all I guess everyone was just giving him the damn ball to get all these points because he had forty four at half, but uh, they they lost track of the of the actual game and they ended up biting them in the ass. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough team, but great to see. I mean, Joel Embiid he could get that MVP as well. Oh, Guy does man. great during the regular so season. Dominant. He's so but it's just good. like I said the other day, we just need to see a full. Healthy off or postseason from him because every time he's either banged up or going down he's, in a couple games, especially late in the series when you got to play a lot of games in a few days. He's already missed like 12, 11, 11, 12 games this year. So I, I mean, I don't know if that's load management or I don't remember him having a a twelve Just game span that he missed. Yeah, I mean, so if they management, if they, he's the kind of player that fucking needs load management, like he is the Sixers, like that. That's the kind of guy that like if he sits every once in a while, I don't think that's bad for the Sixers. He's always great in the playoffs in the first three games, but then games four through seven, when they're on top of each other, that's when he's not doing so well. He's tired. He's dropping yeah. 45 and 15 every game because Tyrese Maxey can't hit a three-point shot. Now, I actually love Tyrese Maxey. I think that'll really change this year. Too. I think, yeah. I think that'll change this year. But, um, you know, in the past, he's got Tobias Harris shooting four for 40 on the, on the outside in the series. I can't stand him. Yeah, guys like him, Danny Green, they would have in the system. Like you can't have those guys in the system and expect to beat Toronto Raptors and and uh and Kawhi Leonard in a, in a seven game series. Here's another one, including the Miami Heat bringing in uh Terry Rozier from the Hornets yesterday. Uh, Kyle Lowry in a first going back to Charlotte. I I said this. I think this fits the Heat pretty well. Just uh, they kind of throw around first round picks in the NBA, or is that just me? Like that's yeah they do especially if you're a good team. Yeah, you know, they're just like take it. Well, there's first only first and seconds. I know that's yeah, what I mean. You would rounds, want your pick. Too, I mean, but if you have a top ten pick, I mean, I'm it's saying something else if you're a good team like the Heat, it's going to be in the mid te- mid to late teens or twenties. It's not that much of a value, anyways. Like you can't really offer a fourth rounder. It's either a first or a second rounder. No, I know, but it's like I feel like. They just throw their first round like you like in this kind of if, trade. If it I was think, no, like, but if it's a more if it's a more valuable first, I get it. But like a, a team like the Heat's gonna be in the playoffs, you know? Like they're I gonna guess. be. Yeah, yeah. They, they needed off. a pick. Like Larry, uh, what? I saw. I saw P, uh, teams were were offering the Nets McCall Bridges for four first round picks, and they turned it down. <laughs> That's like, crazy. What is like? What is that? What is it? Where's the value? <laughs> Could you imagine how good someone would have to be in NFL terms to get four first-round picks? I don't think there's a player. I mean, maybe like I don't think the there is. Maybe the untouchable. Do you get four yeah, first-round yeah. picks for Mahomes right do now? Do you? Do you? Do you? But the thing about the NBA is that, like, a player, like one player, can like change a whole generation. Yeah. Um, you you go to the NFL and it's like, you, you would know, you, you sacrifice need, you need at all these different positions and? Would you sacrifice what? the next four first-round picks of your NFL team's career or lifetime to just have Patrick Mahomes on your roster? Kansas City gets four first-round picks from, like, a hey, say the Patriots first-rounder for the next four years. You get Mahomes. Dallas, would you do that deal? Yes. Da- 
Dallas Josh well, so I wouldn't do it. And I don't have the worst quarterback in the league like Ace does, so it's a different scenario. But I think Kenny Pickett's good. I don't know. Him and Mac Jones definitely no, fighting for that last spot. Hey, if but, we uh, have a starting quarterback if going I have a, the, if I Hey, if we don't Jets, have a starting quarterback in the year, then I think no starting quarterback is better than Kenny. <laughs> if I'm the Jets, though, who who just draft first rounds all the time and can't hit, yeah, give me give me Pat Mahomes for first rounds. You might want him too, Mac. Is there anyone else in the league that's even close to well? Yeah, but he doesn't win. Who? If you had Patrick Mahomes on Dallas Cowboys, you guys would have two Super Bowls. Not with Mike McCarthy. Yeah, you're right. We probably would. But it's still not worth... It's still not worth... Yeah, it is. Mackie, you know what you got to get through your head? A Super Bowl's worth whatever you can give up to get it. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and then when you don't get it, you're out four first rounds. Yeah, but Mahomes is a walking Super Bowl. Yeah, there's nobody else that would have Super Bowls, though. Yeah, true. All right. And the last thing, obviously, a lot of trade talk in the NBA going around. Uh, do we think the Lakers will land one of their key targets? Been looking at guys like uh, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell. I've seen Levine. I feel like I've been seeing rumors of Zach Levine going to the Lakers for the past two and a years. half years. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> will that you one ever the- come true? I'd love to see Trey Young go to the Lakers. That's the one that I want. Free him from Mitchell Atlanta. Free fire. him from Atlanta. Just that Who's pure shooter. Trey, Trey Young? Young has the swag too, hitting it from the logo on a pass from AD or LeBron. Come on. Who is the uh, other guy you said with Trey Young that could go to LA? Donovan Mitchell. Just a Donovan Mitchell. Oh, I think I'd rather see Donovan Mitchell to be yeah, honest. Yeah, he's a better all around player. And, I saw yeah, I he, saw rumors about DeJounte Murray going there too. I mean, I think that's another take one. Anyone, take anybody, did you anyone see, that can did play Did you guard see that well. graphic on Instagram where it was like swipe through all these players to see what teams are interested? The Lakers were on every single team at <laughs> the top being interested in people. Anybody that they can help someone. LeBron and AD. They need someone like that. I think Donovan Mitchell, where Donovan Mitchell doesn't need the ball in his hands. Trey Young kind of does. You still want the ball in LeBron's hands, but you need a guy like Donovan Mitchell to pop off for 45 if you need him to. Agreed. I think anybody I'm eager to see as that trade deadline heats up, both in the NHL and the NBA, really, which teams are adding, which teams are attracting. I'll be, we'll have some good news on that as time goes on. Yeah, Mackie, I did want to say, what's your opinion on your Knicks? They've been on, they've been hot the past couple, since that trade, and they got, they, you said that they made one of the worst trades. They've been on fire. Oh, wait, uh, yeah. wait, breaking news, though. Breaking news before you get into the Knicks point. Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan, Michigan to accept the head coaching job with the Chargers. Oh my god! Oh my god! That is hilarious. Justin Herbert's gonna be exposed this year. I cannot wait. Hold why? on, I gotta text my he's, buddy. Oh, why? He's gonna do well this year. No, he's not. Mackie doesn't want to do good. Ace, Ace, this is our year. If Herbert doesn't do good this year, he's we gotta get exactly. Him. He's gonna get a good coach, and he's still gonna shit the bed. And then what are they gonna say? What, you can't blame. I don't know. Brandon he's a college coach. Point. He's a college coach. I don't know if you can just jump right into the NFL. What do you like mean? That. He coached a team. To the, he coached a team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he was just before college he left. Oh Let's my see. God! Is that gonna be the next excuse? He was in college yeah. for seven years. He was in college. He doesn't know how to coach. Give him another year. Yeah, give, give him two years. Oh my god, <laughs> can't do it. All right, yeah, that's talking I mean, about that's again. All I got. That's a pretty good the point Knicks, to end on. Knicks. But I did say, how do you feel about your Knicks? They've been hot lately. Oh yeah, um, yeah, definitely a bad point about OG. He's had a plus. His, his plus minus has been plus every single game. They're ten and two since getting him. Um, definitely a big addition. This team's one to look out for. Jalen Brunson. They'll be in the playoffs. First They'll, round exit. What are you? talking they weren't even a first round exit last year. Uh, what seed are they going to be this year, though? Four or five. Yeah, they're, they're the a four, little bit They're lower. the five seed right now. They'd play Cleveland in the first round right now. 
They they played Cleveland last year. They beat him in five. If they can get that matchup, then I think they're in a good spot. If they drop any lower, though, you know their first round exit to the Bucks, Sixers, or Celtics. Nah, maybe not the Sixers, but yeah, the Bucks, Bucks, Celtics. You got to watch out for. But um, I don't know. I mean, I think that there can be some upsets in the NBA in, the, in these next few years. Uh, how competitive these teams are getting. Yeah, they're getting better. Or for le- sure. That we did call that slide by the Magic. We knew that. We said that one was coming. Bro, we put him on our in our that top was a five. One realistic, to be honest, Huff did it to be yeah, nice because he knew we wouldn't be able to do it again. Yeah, I was like, this is the only time we're ever gonna You're be like, able I to do this. I want to see the, the Disney Orlando Magic yeah. logo on the thing. <laughs> it won't be there very long. Yeah, it was one week. It was gone. It probably won't be back, but it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Their Instagram is hype. If you ever see those videos with the Orlando Magic song, they're so funny. Yeah, I mean, have you ever, have you ever seen those videos? No, you got some the next oh, one. Oh my god, I will. They're fucking. Every time they win, they have that stupid ass win song. They just always replay memes and shit. I'll send one. Um, but Mackie, what's the official record in college basketball heading into our three plays tonight? The official record in college basketball is 65, 38, and 3 plus 25.42 units. I think it's a 58% clip, if I'm not mistaken, which anything over 54, you're, you're, you're And where can it. you, Mac, it's definitely, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Where can you find these picks? You got to tune into our socials. Come on now. You guys even did a segment last Sunday. You better tune into the live stream. They're hot. I don't even know what's going on in college basketball. There's way too many teams to keep count. I'm like, what does GT mean? You tell me, I place it, it hits. <laughs> Just tune in. But yeah, um, we've got three plays tonight. Georgia minus three and a half, Nevada minus three, and that two-leg parlay is Florida money line and Iowa State money line. Uh, by the time this is out, that these plays would have uh, been over, but hopefully we'll go three and out. I knocked on wood, don't worry. Keep this uh, energy going. Not really slowing down anytime soon. Not planning on it, Huff. Keep it rolling. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a it's been a great start. Obviously, as we move into the the second half of what is it? We're almost to the end of January, I guess. I was gonna Crazy, say the second dude. half of January. I didn't but... even realize how fast it was going. Yeah, we're already in the fourth week of January. Time's flying. We're getting close to the tournament. Uh, Ryan Hammer, our uh, college basketball one of our college basketball correspondents, we had him on last year. Uh, he's gonna be coming on in a couple of weeks to dive into. Uh, more of the college basketball world, all his expertise and things like that. So make sure you're staying tuned for that. We'll announce that on our social media when um, we lock down the date. But other than that, I mean, that's all we got going. Three plays in the uh, college basketball world tonight. Might have to get a couple other uh, NBA and NHL plays out as we see the value there. Uh, that's going to do it for me, though, this week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys Sunday for the live stream. You guys got anything else? No, let's go. Bank that cash. We've been giving you bangers. Better tune in. Great football coming up.